everyone, and welcome to episode 246 of the Pixels and Ink podcast, brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host, Cody Orm, and with me today is our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello. And special guest, friend of the podcast, Jed Whitaker. I'm not special at all. <laughs> it's been a while, man. How have you been? I've been good. I've been uh, stressed, but thus is life, you know. Whole yeah. day job thing and losing weight and then playing this game that's driving me up the wall with a looming deadline called Tumble Seed and uh, that's really hard and really good. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, can't complain. You know, it's always interesting when, um, like, you have a like an embargo to meet or a deadline to meet, and you're playing a game, and you just get stuck. Mm. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like, what what do you do? Especially when it's something like this, where it's just skill-based, so... Oh, fun. It's like, you know, you have to put in time to play it, and I, uh... The developers actually tweeted at me, because I tweeted out, like, my uh, high score and whatever, because there's, like, a real lax embargo on it. Like, I can't be like, this is the score I'm giving it, but otherwise, this is whatever, so... I tweeted out my, uh, the leaderboards, and the only people beating me on the leaderboards on the Switch version is the devs. And I still have to oh, beat the game, so that tells you how difficult it is. <laughs> wow well i mean that's yeah <laughs> so it's it's too easy for you is that is that oh, what it is hey, now it's just I'm too joking. good i'm just too good. you're just yeah you're just too well you are the king of switch reviews right now i am i have the most switch reviews i don't know that for sure but i like to claim it <laughs> <laughs> false accusations but whatever i mean fake if we're just going off of what you've done for us i wouldn't be shocked fake news everyone <laughs> you say it it must be true exactly well i have some real news and i was hoping we could we could talk about this a little bit did you know that virtual and augmented reality investments have diminished over the last year i did. this honestly doesn't surprise me one bit yeah it doesn't surprise me either it's uh the problem with vr is i mean obviously there's the whole like expense to buy to buy it right off the bat but there's no like killer app like, when people talk about VR, they talk about, like, one or two games and then nothing. Like, what has came out for PSVR other than Resident Evil 7 and the games at launch? I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't care well, because there's just nothing interesting. That's also, like, a Sony peripheral issue, too, right? Yeah, like I mean... Sony just doesn't yeah. support the stuff that they, they right. make aside from their home. I, also, I think there. the Sony peripheral... When you're dealing with a thing for a console and the console only costs $400 and the peripheral costs possibly two three hundred dollars more than that there's a problem does it yeah for the ps psvr VR? full bundle is 6.99 canadian okay one sec i've got to see this um because that seems like a lot of money it's not that much compared to the HTC vive or the oculus rift but it is a lot of money no it is 6.99 right yeah. i mean it's the least powerful headset but it arguably has the best games because it does, Sony's, Sony's putting money right, behind Sony, it. Yeah. At least at launch. It'll be interesting to see at E3 this year where VR yeah. goes, especially with when they announce, like Microsoft announced Project Scorpio, and they're like, oh, it's going to yeah. have VR. It's going to be uh, interesting to see if they follow through on that, because all this uh, Project Scorpio stuff that's been coming out, I haven't seen any mention of VR so far. I, I think not. Yeah. I, I mean, the we got our hands on the uh, Microsoft's VR headset. The, yeah, uh, yeah. What was it? The... Um, 
Oh, uh, what's it called? Hololens. 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 That's not really Thank the VR. You. That's the augmented Their reality. Augmented reality thing. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was pretty cool. And if they could figure out a way to implement that with the 360, 360 the Xbox One, uh, it could be pretty interesting. Well, there was supposed to be uh, integration with uh, Oculus Rift, Rift, and they yeah. have never released that, as far as I'm aware. I'm going to call it now. Microsoft isn't going to uh, show anything, any VR things off at E3 this I, year. I, I think the year, of e, the year of VR was last year. And investors were thinking it would be the thing that everyone went and bought. And I think even after all said and done and after the PSVR hit and everything else, they own, they're still under 3 million sold worldwide. Are and you saying VR is dead, Brendan? No. I mean... <laughs> In the world of hyperbole that is video game journalism, yeah. <laughs> I um, guess it could be. VR is not dead. It's just stagnant. Yeah. I don't I don't know because it's... Jed made a good point. There, it's hard to find anything that's really worth playing. And... And Why would you I, invest so much money in something with no games? It's different if you go to an arcade yeah, and yeah. there's a, a, a VR VR demo. You like try it for like yeah. 20 minutes, sure. But if that's your home unit and you're spending, you know, a couple thou, yeah. in some cases at least $700, yeah. which is still a lot of money, um, you, you're expecting something, not these short like simulators that they've... The problem is... To get VR working well, you need to put a lot of money investment into it. You need to make sure there's the investment uh, in time and people that'll make it worthwhile. And right now, there's just not enough people to make it worth it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I talked to the uh, the guys behind, or a couple of the guys behind um, the gallery, whatever the episode one that came out, which yeah, yeah. which I reviewed and I reviewed it really good. It's probably the probably the best VR game still. I think. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to them about how VR is like, I just feel like it's like declining and like dead. And I was like, I don't know why you guys don't release this game, like your game with, you know, flat screen, normal screen, whatever you want to call yeah. it, support. Because I mean, yeah, it's it's better in VR to a degree, but you, yeah. I think they would have more sales in a wider audience. But I think they, I think they just like their little niche is like, you know, the 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 best game on VR for the time being. But the problem is, until these headsets come down in price, and until there's a lot more clarity in what you need to play this VR games, I'm like people don't know what systems you need to play it on. There's so much nebulousness about will this video card run it? Will this video card run it? And there's a problem the fact that you don't know what games are good. There's a lot of shovelware in VR right now, and if you're if you're buying a headset. And you're getting nauseous the first game you play because it's yeah. not optimized well. That's you're, the other thing, too, is that um, there's such a higher risk for a developer to make yeah. you sick. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to take off the way that they thought it would, which I think I always thought that VR, uh, at least the way the developers were looking at it, was, oh, this is going to be our next motion control. I, I just wonder um, if uh, if it's just, you know, it just hasn't been out long enough. Maybe they brought the headsets out a little too early to... I think that's the case. Catch they, up they, with the they, software. They, I mean, you have these big companies yeah. like Sony, Microsoft, or well, not necessarily Microsoft, but Facebook backing these yeah. devices, and there's no, there's not a lot of content from those specific companies themselves. Yeah. So. I, I think the biggest problem is the tech isn't fully the, uh, the tech isn't fully there yet. Um, like the Oculus is okay, but there's still some problems with it. The HTC Vive is a like a, hot, a rat's nest of cables, no matter what you do. Yeah. And then you have PSVR, which if you're using HDR on your TV, you have to unplug it when you use it. And this, all this other weird stuff because of the way the tech works. 
that it all feels kind of semi beta testing everyone's stuff right, right. now. But you got to start somewhere at the oh, same time. You definitely do. And you and can't I, keep working on like tweaking it and tweaking it uh, without. No, you definitely can't. But you also can't expect the public to accept the fact oh, for sure. that you're basically testing hardware that's not quite ready. Yeah. And well, as such, they're kind of rejecting it. And I wouldn't say that it's not ready. The hardware works. It kind of works. It's fine. It works. Yeah. It's it's just that there's nothing for it, and it's not necessarily as comfortable as you want. I think no, that's not it. I think we can I, all I agree on one thing, and that's that uh, we're glad that Nintendo hasn't <laughs> gone into the VR market. Yeah, oh God. they would completely oh, yeah. screw yeah. it up. Nah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to switch <laughs> VR. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's a stupid idea. Remember when they, uh, they brought out the Wii? They brought out the Wii, and they're like, "Oh, it's 480p." When everything else like supported yeah. 1080, and then they're like, everyone gave them crap about that, and then. Their next console they announced was a 3DS, I think. And they're like, you know what? Glasses-free 3D. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, that's just the polar opposite of what you just did. Like, Yep, it's weird. Um, Yeah. I mean, at the t- same time, though, when they released the Wii, they they didn't expect HD con- like TVs to yeah. sell as well as they did. Cause so what they were doing was like, oh, we're going to be the in- an expensive model for people. And for the next five years, when they eventually do transition into HD yeah, TVs. That was that's like, when we're going to yeah. release our new console. I mean, it worked for their They didn't favor, expect it so. to be. It did. Yeah, the Wii sold gangbusters. Oh, it did. But, I mean, it's not really remembered as fondly as it probably should be. It was a fine console. It didn't. The problem with the Wii was it had no attach rate. People weren't buying games for it. That's the biggest problem. With- and, yeah, and we've, we've talked with Phil about this yeah. ad nauseum at this point. But, like, there were a lot of good titles on it that oh, yeah. just got missed out on because uh, – either nintendo or the publishers weren't pushing them hard enough and it's kind of sad i mean mean, honestly i think vr has a life i just think investors were expecting it to be the next console the next big thing that everyone owned and it's going to be sitting in this kind of weird tech niche for a long time yeah or people at arcades It's, it's kind of look at it as the early home consoles when in the early 80s well, where some people had them the rich friends had them but majority of people went to arcades to experience the really good games I, I think it could be that or you can look at it as you know when vr was big in the 90s it wasn't ready it went away for a little while and then it's going to come back again when they I, think it's ready here's it's, the thing there's too much money invested at this point and there's too much expectations on vr so if these companies go away and go dormant for five years those companies are done. Like you're not going to see Oculus. I don't think Facebook's going to be. No, but Facebook <laughs> wouldn't just kill Oculus. Yeah, maybe, but then there's still going like, to be people. Well, that was work- a try. We worked on that. Yeah, that was what. There's going to be companies that try, uh, try VR to make it work. And oh, yeah. Eventually, some kind of incubator company will. Uh, will make it work. Will make it work. I, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't eventually. be surprised to see Oculus killed. By the way, after the whole like lawsuit and stuff that's going on. Oh, I know. And, and like, like, as soon as that lawsuit started, they were like, "Oh, well, the Oculus is on sale. The Touch is on sale. It's cheaper now." Which to me screams, "Hey, we're afraid we're." Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Also, there's the lawsuit. There's Palmer Lucky stuff. There's numerous other aspects that make Oculus kind of a toxic brand right now, and that's not great for Facebook. Yeah, I got uh, to. I don't think I it's got really touch controllers Facebook. just because of the Palmer Lucky thing. I'm like, I'm not giving yeah. them any more money. Plus, I no, already I mean, have the vibe, yeah. so I just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. With this, There's now multiple options out there. And yes, Oculus kind of went in, was the strong early contender in the space, but they earned bad press 
quickly and it's hard once you've gotten that bad press it's really hard to get rid of it i don't think and it's impossible though it isn't if, if they had a new figurehead that kind of brought them out from that but they don't right. they basically just kind of got rid of everyone on everyone that was kind of fa front facing an oculus kind of went away and then all we were left with was Mark Zuckerberg, kind of the Zucks, kind of standing on stage right. saying, hey, isn't this cool? They're like, hey, we have this this young millionaire who also backs Trump secretly. Oh, well, he's gone. Well, what about this guy that stole all of Oculus's cold from Zenimax? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not very Gidly. good. But... And then, then you have Zenimax basically trying to put an injunction against Oculus. If that happens, that will be the nail in the coffin for oculus and possibly vr itself i don't understand why everyone thought oculus was going to be the big one when because it, it was it, known it, that sony was going to jump in eventually sony's always but sony kills its products right yeah <laughs> so that doesn't mean they I mean, don't it, sell really well before they do they it they usually don't ah. playstation move did not sell at all they make good so they make good right. hardware and then they just don't yeah. support it like the move yeah. uh, the move was arguably way better than the wii it just didn't oh have very much content. so yeah. but the problem with that you can make an argument for the move, at least, that it was... It was a Me Too. Yeah, no one wanted it because they're like, well, I already have this with the Wii. Yeah. I don't want an HD Wii. I barely play that as it is. <laughs> if we're just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I still think if Sony can pull it off, then we have something. But we're asking a lot from a company that historically doesn't do that. I mean, I, I don't think Sony is the answer. I think... St Valve was the better answer, and Valve's doing things in the space, but it's clear as Valve's not putting in like it's not putting much of its own money into it. It's letting other kind of hardware makers do a lot of the work, um, and it's really not taking the risks. So if VR fails, Valve's fine. It doesn't really care. They've they've made the money on the games. Uh, HTC might collapse, and uh, now LG is getting the space, and they might collapse. Speaking of but... speaking of Valve and VR, I've heard a juicy rumor. Oh, let's hear the juicy rumor. Juicy rumor time. I don't know how, how true this is, but I, I mean, I've been hearing rumblings and now I've heard like more believable rumblings that Valve is going to announce a portal for VR. Oh, whether or not, that'd be whether or not that's good, I don't know. And supposedly E3 time, but I don't know. I've never seen Valve really give a crap about E3, so... Valve's kind of interesting in that sense, where they just do what they want when they Maybe want. Maybe they'll show up to the PC gaming show and it won't be awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the most important thing is you need a company, like a hardware manufacturer, that also makes software. Because then they're going to be more motivated to actually provide content for it. And that's when you get your good third-party content that will make people want to buy it, too. But right now, it's all, they're just tech companies. They're not, yeah. they're not game developers. And that's... Valve is a game developer. No, they are. That's but Valve hasn't done it yet. I'm saying right now, yeah. all we have. Is no, I mean, like, Sony does make games. They're very good at making games. Sony's the exception. Uh, Oculus is, in, uh, yeah, yeah, they don't. If, if, <laughs> Oculus doesn't. If the only if Valve really wants to just go all in for VR, they need to make an orange box too and just have the sequels to all those games, but support VR. I think that yeah, would do it. That could work. Half-Life 3 VR. But the thing is, the that would also put the nail in the box. coffin permanently for o Oculus. Like, this is the must-own game for uh, for VR. It's only on HTC Vive. Everyone else is dead. Well, yeah. You could say that. Half-Life Half -Life 3 is only in on HTC Vive. Everyone would just run and buy an HTC Vive. That game would sell 
it wouldn't sell all that well. It'd probably sell like two, three million units, but I don't know. Valve has been pretty nice to Sony. Like you could connect. Yeah, I can see that. You could yeah. connect to Steam on some of their stuff on. Yeah, it's true. On uh, PS3 or PS4. That's true. Portal, so. Portal on the PS3 connected to Steam. Weirdly enough. Yeah, that was a weird. It one. It was very weird. Yeah. So I could see Sony being like, "Yep, you make it on the you make it on the PSVR. We're happy." And then that kills Oculus for one once and for all. Unless you want to have the really unique uh, social interactions on um, Facebook's thing. Let let all your friends on Facebook see your progress in Half Life. No, they, they have this new <laughs> social network space where you can sit around a table and talk to each other in VR with a weird digital avatar. I don't want that. I don't think anyone does. I don't. Want I I, no. I liked it when it first came out because I could you know annoy strangers, but then it, that just yeah. got boring, and I was like, I don't want to like put this heavy headset on my face to talk to people I know <laughs> like yeah it makes no sense and then if you're talking to people you don't know you don't really want to be like I don't want the power of the horribleness of Twitter to go in just people in weird avatars weird egg avatars yelling at me <laughs> did, I, did I tell you guys that I got a I can't remember the the chat program because it's been so long since I used it it's like uh one of the big VR like virtual space social spaces I okay, had a yeah. thing where you could Needle like pro, there was a screen and you could like cast YouTube videos on it, and it was like okay. a, it was like a public uh, public room a, until the day after I did this where I, <laughs> I went there and a bunch of new people were coming because it was when VR first came out so people are coming in they don't know what they're doing and I just put up a video like a ten minute long video of just a montage of people farting. <laughs> So there's this giant screen and everyone's looking at it and just watching this her in this montage of farts and they don't know how to change it and then they got rid of the YouTube. <laughs> That's amazing. It's one of my crown achievements of dumb stuff I've done. You are one of the greatest trolls of our generation. Truly. <laughs> Um, Should we get into news then? Yeah, we can go into some news. I mean, and we, I think we all agree VR is not in a healthy place right now. No, you know, it's wasn't in a healthy place. Kangaroos and Tekken. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with that? Apparently, um, which I I don't know how much I believe this, but PC gamers are reporting that they uh, spoke to someone working on Tekken. I can look it up, but uh, I guess the kangaroo character who is Roger Junior is okay. being removed from the Western release of Tekken 7 because they're afraid that animal rights activists will be upset. Oh and they, they specifically referenced that video recently of the man's dog, like, headlocked by that kangaroo, and then the guy punches it in the face to let, you know, get it to let go of his dog. Okay. And they're like, people were upset about this. So we just started removing it from the Western version. But they're leaving in Kuma the bear because, quote, it's obviously stronger than a human being. <laughs> I mean, I love point. the world. Were people actually mad at that? No, the, I like, mean people aren't mad. I remember at the game when I made. watched that when I watched that video of the man punching the kangaroo. I wanted him to be on the cover of Times to the Greatest Man of the Year, but I mean we can't have such nice things. You know what's funny? Now that you mention it, um, I got an email from Peta yesterday. Oh yeah, I saw it. Um, I'll, I'll let I'll let our listeners hear this. So this is an email, an actual email I got. Um, so from PETA, good afternoon below, please find a statement from PETA executive vice president, Tracy Riemann, Ryman, Riemann in, in response to Nintendo's current partnership with McDonald's 
Nintendo should stay in the business of selling creative video games, not cruel and unhealthy chicken McNuggets. Oh, they didn't say McNuggets. Chicken but Nuggets. To be fair, Nintendo doesn't actually sell those things. He, they just give toys to... To encourage you to buy them. <laughs> if young people want to mix Mario with McDonald's, they should check out PETA's parody game, Super Chicken, Super Chick Sisters, and stop the evil Ronald McDonald from slitting conscious chickens' throats. Yeah, that game's been around for a while, so they didn't even bother to make a new one. They're just like, well, I guess we're going to roll this out again. Yeah. We, uh, so, I mean... We at Destructoid, uh, we've like discussed like posting about it, and we're like, we're just so over posting about PETA stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. and we, like we I'm all for animal well. rights and stuff, but uh, like PETA has like kill shelters and stuff, and yeah, like I feel like good. I feel like maybe their 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 hearts in the right place, but sometimes I just don't necessarily agree with them. I agree with you 100. percent I'm yeah. not a huge fan of PETA as an organization. I, I also this is clearly. Hey, we made a thing. Look at post about us, not about the Nintendo toys. And I'm like, that this is just clearly trying to like piggyback off of a pointless announcement in a way of there are ways to do it that aren't self moting. Right? They could this have been like, we're the Dark Souls of animal <laughs> animal rights. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I that was just, it was a funny email I got. I couldn't believe it. I mean, but I'm not super surprised. Hey, are you guys ready for some controversy? Yes. So. Did you hear about the stage that was removed from Street Fighter V? I did. I've heard about this, yeah. So, this is fun. They um, they, they, they released a patch. They had some downloadable content. And then they immediately took one of the, the new levels off. Uh, and people are... Now, this isn't me saying that this is why. Uh, we, we have no way to prove yeah, yeah. this. And there's no way in heck... <laughs> that Capcom would would actually prove it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there was speculation that the reason why it was taken off was because the music in that stage. Um, oh, they 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 confirmed some... it. By the way. Oh, they did. Yeah, That's they why? did. They uh, okay. So I'll just continue on. But basically, the uh, the the stage takes place in Buddhist Thailand, and it's like an old temple stage from Street Fighter Two that they brought back. But the 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 music is like uh, Islamic chanting which supposedly sounds very similar to the uh early versions of ocarina time that had chanting that was removed yeah, i don't yeah. feel like a lot of people know that fun fact but anyways uh basically I, I it was people know about that one. i don't clashing, think they realize about clashing religions and capcom acted pretty fast to remove it and they're basically like if you already have it downloaded you can still use it but they're going to release a new backing track at a later date I mean that's that's actually like kind that's, of that's sensitive at least. It sounds a lot less worse when you hear it like that. When you first hear, oh, they took it out because of it had Islamic chants. You're like, oh, great, Legends Zelda. Or the what I was gonna say. I think people know about the Legends Zelda one. Little Big Planet had a situation like that too. In oh, wait, one of the songs had Islamic chants. In it. Yeah, um, but I mean, if for the sake of um, of of being culturally appropriate. I think that's uh, that's a very good move by Capcom. Yeah, I, I didn't even see like any outrage or anything about it, and Capcom just like realized it pretty swiftly. And after somebody pointed it out on YouTube, I think, and then they uh, did the right thing. I think. I mean, yeah, no, they fun. definitely did make their choice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was a little fun bit of mm -hmm. news. I mean, I have some stuff about Nintendo if you want to hear about it. I'm sure. 
Uh, I mean, this goes in hand in hand with the little PETA thing. So Nintendo made Happy Meal toys. Yep. They look fun. Well, I mean, do you remember when Nintendo first um, did Nintendo toys back in the 90s? Nope, because I was barely conscious for the 90s. <laughs> okay. You young Nintendo. Do you remember it? Yeah, I probably have. Yeah. They did them a lot of times, but yeah. Yeah, they've done it a few times, yeah. It's a very common thing. But Nintendo and, Nintendo and, my, and um, McDonald's have had a partnership for the longest time. They did, like, those play centers in the uh, in uh, McDonald's were... Oh, with the GameCubes? Yeah, I remember they that. Ga- they had yeah. GameCubes, and they had... Um, before that, they, I think they had Super Nintendos at one point. That's hella cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, they look fun. I mean, I might go and pick up a couple Happy Meals. I'm not going to because I don't a little like McDonald's, one-up mushroom. but that's because... They, they, they recently did it and or had these toys, I think, in the UK, which if you look it up, there's one that is at least different. I don't know if they're exactly the same to begin with, but... One is definitely different, where it looks like Mario's sitting on bricks, like brown bricks, but it just looks like a big throne of, like, poop. <laughs> and everyone was, like, laughing about it from the UK that I'm friends with. So definitely look that up and just think about what you're missing out on. Yeah, the things that, you know, the UK used to be the, the joke of the games industry, and lately they've been getting the best, the best of stuff. Like Mario sitting on poop. Yeah, I'm jealous, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of Mario and possibly poop, did you hear that Nintendo plans to reveal more Switch content uh, at E3? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You mean they're gonna they're gonna be doing something at E3 and not just have an empty booth? You, wow, yeah. their booth wasn't empty last year. I, I don't understand why so many like sites post every time like a top mouthpiece from uh, yeah one of the companies says, "Oh, E3 is gonna be good this year," as if they're gonna say anything else. Like Phil Spencer just comes out and he's like, "You know what? <laughs> let's uh, let's not." be too excited about e3 this year we, 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 we have nothing though? to announce you know what though okay think about it though if we'll use phil spencer as as an example if phil spencer or we'll say reggie we'll say reggie because that that makes it right. seem like we're not attacking anyone if reggie came out and was like you know what guys don't expect anything from at e3 from us we're we're not going to take it seriously whatever i think people would be like they'd be up in arms at first and then they'd get over it and Instead of like having them be like, oh, there's going to be a great E3 for us. Look at what we've got. And then it's like Wii U or Nintendo yeah. Land 2 as their like main title. I mean, like, to be fair, you, you, companies have gone out and said, this is not, we're not going to be doing much at E3 or Gamescom. Because Microsoft, was it two years ago? Uh, we're like, yep, Gamescom is going to be light. We're not going to show much there. I'm going to call it now, though. I don't think there's going to be a big E3. Uh, because it's open yeah. to the public now, it's going to be more about testing games that we already know about. That's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be big for Nintendo, and then everyone else is going to be kind of eh. I think Sony's especially going to have a tough time since they're going up against the Switch and the Scorpio, and what do they have to show? They've already shown it. I, I, I honestly think they released the um, Pro a little too early. Maybe. I mean, I it, it's, it's... Has it's, Sony even announced their conference yet? Uh, yeah. It's the Monday. Oh okay, it's always the Monday. He, well, I know that. I'm just saying I haven't I haven't heard anything from is, them. No, they haven't they haven't said much about is it. Is EA okay. gonna be there? Or are they gonna do that whole thing again? Where they're they're like, totally they totally not there, but again. give us E3 awards. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's kind of they're they're in the same spot where it's, um, I guess for the people that might be going and don't know, or for the people that have never been, uh, I'm I'm acting like I'm an expert. My one time I was there, uh, the the LA Convention Center. Like it's it's a huge building, and then out in the front, there's a lot of other buildings with like restaurants, and yeah, yeah. LA like Live. that, yeah. It's called LA Live, yeah. Um, 
EA books a building in LA Live. Yeah. They just take the whole building, and that's what they – right across from E3. Yep. And I'm sure there's, like, a cost-saving thing about it. I bet it's about the same cost. It's more the fact that they don't have to compete with anyone else. Exactly. That's, that probably And they can have as much space too. as they want. But it's just really funny where they're, like, technically not at E3, but they're – they act like they're at E3. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it all kind of factors together with the whole, like, uh, the reason that it's open to the public is because I guess the, uh, whoever runs it, the ESA, has been ESA, asking yeah. for, like, more and more money from uh, game publishers, publishers and yeah. that's why publishers are pulling out, so. Bethesda just does its um, off-site thing now, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think they might have a small little meeting room, but basically it's the off-site event and that's it yeah we've had this conversation on the podcast before but i'd actually be interested to hear what you think chad um i'm i don't think e3 should be open to the public that's what pax is for i don't think i don't think it needs to be because as we've discussed previously it's a trade show it's there's not really that much if you don't have a media badge there's not much to do at e3 i'm really not looking forward to uh being yelled at because i get to cut in front of lines and things like that Uh. I don't even know. Do think, I don't even know if I'm going because it, I like haven't even really thought deeply about it. Just because yeah. I heard that it was open to the public, and yeah. not that I want to be like you know. I think I'm better than anyone or anything. It's just like I don't like crowds anyways. And last year, yeah. even though it wasn't open to the public, even though you can totally like buy a ticket and whatever and get in, it's just really expensive. Like last year, people were like running to play Zelda and. Yeah, just ridiculous stuff that is not professional to begin with, and it yeah. just yeah. made it like super frustrating in general. Like lots of unprofessionalism yeah. then, let alone when it's open to the public. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking too. Like I w- I remember trying to do some videos with uh, with Ali, and it was like people walking in front of the camera um, and things like that. I could only imagine like trying to do that this year when you know working with like. A celebrity. Well, here's the thing. You, you, the, what's going to happen is most of the things on the show floor are just going to be like a pack. We're so going to have a lot of people in lines, a lot of video screens showing trailers. But beyond that, there's going to be very little on the show floor other than indie titles and things like that. The big titles are going to be all behind closed doors, all off-site events. I'm already getting my email box filled with, hey, do you want to see this off-site event? Oh, really? oh what about this off-site event on Sunday? What about this offsite event on the Monday? I'm like, I don't really want to do all these offsite events. I mean, that's really cool, but I come on. Any emails yet? What the hell, game companies? I want to go to offsite events. I have, <laughs> but I mean, I have even signed up. I don't know if I'm going. But I mean, there's a lot of events where I keep getting emails like, "Hey, yeah, would would you be down to do something on a Saturday? Maybe we have some good show. Maybe not. What are your thoughts?" They're just making the job more difficult um, by making it open to the public yeah. and that's like if people really want this and i'm not trying to sound like an elitist i'm not trying to sound like cody the elitist over here yeah cody the elitist game journalist a-hole um it's just it's not an event for the public and i know how awesome it is because like i last year that was me i was i worked really hard yeah. to get to that point where i could go um and i know how exciting it can be for people but once i got there i realized like this isn't for fans this no. is people are there they have a job to do yep. and they've got to like you have to take it seriously mm-hmm. yeah if you just go there to have fun you wait if you're a journalist and you wait in line two hours to play Zelda you are failing at doing E3 yeah. I agree that's why I didn't go play it like I didn't have an appointment and plus yeah. I wanted to go in with fresh eyes when it came out yeah, yeah. that's fair but I mean the, the problem is E3 is an event for work 
if you're doing it, if you're getting angry at journalists for going to do it for work and they're skipping lines, I'm sorry, but we're there to do a job. We'd, we'd rather be sleeping half the time. Most of the time, we're overtired. Oh my up god! All night doing some writing. So tired. Trust me, if I could take a vacation and just like chill at LA yeah. and like, like play video games and stand in line with my friends all day, totally, I would do it. That's not. That's not what E3 is. Yeah. E3 is not that. E3 is an event that, from the ground up, was built as a, a showcase for the industry. They they sell what they're going to be coming out for the next two years. They're selling why these stores should be buying the latest consoles, why these stores should be stocking their shelves with more instruments, whatever the hell it might be. Yeah. And if you're just getting mad at the press for being there, they're there to do a job. They are, I guess, sure you are paid far less than you think they should be paid Yeah. to do what they're doing. Yeah. Even the people that are like mainstream news that are covering it are not paid enough to be there. It is a hard show to cover. It takes a long time to do it. And to do it right is really really difficult yeah there's yeah. a lot of walking i want to die every walking. time i'm there uh, other than i get to see a, like two people that i'm like yes yeah. i finally get to see you in person for like the one time a year there's the there's the there's the walking there's the the constant writing and the fact that if it's open to the public it means everyone else is seeing the stuff that you're supposed to be writing about yeah. for embargo and you're like well i'm supposed to be writing about this thing that's embargoed but that five guys over there just saw it and they're tweeting about it now that's great i think yeah, i think exactly. the most important question i have for this year is is there going to be all the free alcohol this year or is that just taken off oh the no i mean all the alcohol is like it's, okay, it's hidden behind gonna, closed doors and that's all things that are done at like actual like events yeah events that are run i don't know i could have been drunk the entire time last year and i didn't drink anything because i knew that i would (laughs) yeah no it is it is a it is a problem though but like just to like give people a bit of a glimpse into like what it was like it's essentially like we woke up probably like six in the morning um you know like we had to rotate because we were using an airbnb with one bathroom so that was uh, fun that was yeah Um, a dance and then yeah, but, yeah, that was oh amazing. I kind of wish that place was still open. <laughs> I would totally have it. Oh, yeah. No, that was... You know what? It was kind of fun. But anyway. Um, the worst internet by, on earth. Yeah, by about like 7.30, you hop on hop on an Uber, drive down to uh, LA, LA Live. Live, the convention center. Get a coffee. Maybe get a coffee if you have a chance. The door is open at like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And from there, you're... In and out of meetings, in and out of demo sessions, in and out of interviews. Uh, you might have a couple blocks where you have some time to write. Yeah. Um, and then the doors close at what, 530? Uh, it's 536, six. yeah. Uh, the doors close at 6. And then after that, you're going to after events so that you can try the games out again or ta- uh, talk to different yeah. people and all that kind of stuff. And the after events and you that, think are going to be fun. But basically it's just, hey, here's 12 demo stations. Wait in line to try Well, one. it's also that. And then there's also just like there's the whole business part of it where yep. you network and things like there's that. There's a lot of networking at E3. And E3 then, networking oh, yeah, totally. That's I can guarantee you I'm probably going to like lose money by going to E3. But it's worth it because of the contacts I can make. But yep. then after that, you're there till 11, 12, sometimes 1. You have to Uber it back. Sometimes it's not the nicest part of LA either. It's m- often not. You've got to Uber it back, and then from there you you know you pass out or maybe do some more writing, yeah. do a podcast, pass out, lather, rinse, repeat for four days straight. Yeah. I've never been so consistently stressed out. Yeah. Uh, in my entire life, and you know what? I I would do it again because it's a great, it's a fun event, but like, it's it's hard, and um, I just hope that the like the public that are there know that. Yeah. It's- well, that's definitely the most stressful of all the events that I've ever been to. 
but the public that are going aren't experiencing that aspect of E3. Oh, they're no, just no, going no. and wa- they're just chilling with their friends, seeing some trailers, getting to hang out with the coolest internet people ever. Well, that's what I'm fun. saying. I hope that they realize that when they're like yelling yeah. or when they stop a journalist or like a figurehead that they they recognize. Yeah. Like, it, it's not it's not a time to do that. Um, and I think we've talked about this a little too much now. Yeah, let's and move I on. feel like an elitist, but I feel like it Ooh, has to be I have, said. A, well, let's I take have a topic to bring up real quick. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, the prey demo's out today. Did you guys get to play yep. it or anything? It, it's okay. It's fine. No, yeah. I didn't get to try it's it. It's a real pain. It's, okay. it's a real pain in the butt to find. I just was searching for like the last ten minutes to find where to download it. You just go to PSN store, don't you? Well, I'm trying to get it on the Xbox One, and just like trying to find oh. where it's at is like I couldn't find it on the Xbox Store. I ended up having to find a link on Twitter to the Microsoft.com site that has it. Oh, so, weird. Yeah. Well, the problem with the Microsoft Store is I have no idea how that thing's organized. It's a giant mess. Yeah. That's more of on Microsoft than anything else. Though. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft I isn't really like, known for their interfaces. I actually like. <laughs> I like the Xbox One, yeah. but I do not like the Xbox One Store. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft totally screwed up the whole interface in general, yeah. and they keep making it yeah. worse. <laughs> oh, I know. Like removing I don't features know how to and fix stuff it. like. It, and, and, and the thing is, the feature they move, I keep trying to use. I'm like, where's that thing? And for a while, I was trying to figure out where my library is of games I still own. Yeah. And I didn't realize there's a new sub menu you have to go to. They go down there. I'm like, oh, that's where they've hidden it. Because and that they're was... the only console that has that style. Like everyone else, like Nintendo and Sony, it's literally just a line. It's like, here's our little like cubes. You click on the cube you want to open the thing, and you're good to go. But Microsoft is like, no, we're going to make this like Windows 10 like mobile interface for the console. It's confusing. But uh, we're going to take a quick little break. Thank our friends over at Comic Vento, and we will be right back. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole five dollars, eh? Now that's scary. And we're back. That was a long break. Ooh. Felt for, like it was forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breaks are terrible. So, uh, since Phil isn't here, we don't really have... We can do a bit of... We have to talk about one story from, yep. in terms of the film industry, and then we'll probably move on because I don't know what's happening. Phil's not here. He's not here to tell me about the happenings of the film I, industry. I can, I can tell, tell you about happenings. I know the films. You know the I films? Know the f- I've seen some movies. I've seen at least seven. Seven is at a movie least. as well. It is. is it one of the it's seven? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you- but no. Um, so, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. So, I don't think I should, I should uh, deliver it. You say it. But yes, uh, the director of Silent, uh, the director of Silence of the Lambs has passed. Rest in peace. Yes. yes, his name was Jonathan Dem. 
Jonathan Dem. I wasn't sure if it was Dem or Demi. It might be. I I have always said I've always said Dem. Okay, we're but going with I them. could be completely wrong. I've never heard it said out loud. That's so. fair. It's a little okay. Anyway, he was uh, he's actually a really really good director. He was. He did a lot of impressive movies. Silence of the Lambs being one of the most notable. Yeah. Uh, but he's worked on countless movies. Um, well, it's forty year career, forty one yeah. year career. Uh, but yeah, he's fantastic director, and um, he will be sadly greatly missed. Yeah, married to the mob. Was he? Yeah, there's a no, that was, oh, I was like, the movie. I he was a <laughs> married to the mob. Uh, um, Melvin and Howard. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, he did a lot of movies. Definitely. The, uh, the he probably took up a huge chunk of the seven movies. The, the, the yeah, at least seven. It's movies very I've possible. Seen. Yeah. Uh, so. Phil did an article about that. If you want to read more about his uh, illustrious career, you can go to cgmegaonline.com to read it. Yeah. I have some other movie news I can talk about. Let's hear it. Uh, Let's I hear don't it. know if you guys saw this, but it's confirmed that Seth Rogen is going to play Pumbaa in the Lion King live action movie. Hey, I'm That's actually, dumb. I like that. <laughs> sure. There's, there's that. Uh, the new uh, Alien Covenant trailer shows the connection yeah, that, between uh prometheus and this it just is, ba- is i think it's basically the very start of the film and it's uh michael fassbender talking about the events of prometheus kind of leading you up to the the new film sure okay that seems i i feel that really scott is more in love with that franchise than anyone else right at this <laughs> he loves that franchise for some reason and i'm a big fan of the alien franchise I've watched every single one of the movies, and anyone that was in theaters when I was alive, I've seen. That being said, I don't necessarily need more Alien movies. They're fine. They're good. They were good. They're a good franchise. They're a good series. I like the movies, but I don't need more. Yeah, I used to collect the comics and the toys. That's how much of a fan I am. And I'm. Like, eh. I like Alien. I like. I liked it, and then Prometheus was kind of. I didn't hate Prometheus. I thought it was a good movie. It's just not what people were expecting. Yeah. Also, it had which way is too kind much of like, irresponsible when you think about it. Yeah, that's true. When you have like a fan base that expects a certain type of thing, and then you make a another like iteration of it in a completely different fashion. But it, it didn't. It was basically just another movie in that universe. It didn't have like the aliens were put in as a second thought, and it's obvious they were. Then they shouldn't have made it an aliens movie. That's they just, really didn't. I guess. It was I don't Prometh- know. It was an alien? No, it's just Prometheus. They, it was just no Prometheus, they Cloverfield like, laned it. Yeah, they definitely did. I guess. But that I was a go good back movie. Yeah, that watch one. It, maybe. Cloverfield Lane is an amazing movie. I agree. I love John Goodman. He's my favorite actor, for real. Are we talking about Cloverfield now? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I zoned out for a second. Yeah, <laughs> no, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. That's yeah. a good movie. That's a really good movie. Yes. Speaking of good. John Goodman's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of good movies, uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle trailer's out, and I think that looks pretty good. I like the first one a lot. It does. Yeah. I heard about it. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It's pretty. It's, it's good. pretty good. Yeah. It's like takes place yeah. in America this time, but I think the same lead guy is the, still the lead. And uh, what is his name? Is in it? Um, Colin Firth. No, the 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 muscular guy. He plays like cowboy. What is his name? La, la, la. Channing Tatum. He plays like a cowboy oh, okay, in yeah. this one, a cowboy spy, which I'm all about. Which is the dumbest thing, oh, but that's why I love it. That's super stupid. That's really stupid. I don't like Channing Tatum. He seems like an actually gen- genuinely nice dude. I don't care. I don't like him. He okay. sucks. Why? He's a terrible is he just, actor. Is he I just don't too like good him. looking? No, he's just a bad actor. And You're looking like, like oh, he was I'm never going to look no, that like that. He's one of those actors who is like, 
just gets by on his looks and like i get it like he was funny in 21 jump street and 22 jump street yeah those were funny movies but like that doesn't mean you're like uh, i just don't like he just he bothers me okay he's so, very not good at his job uh, uh, yeah sure okay he's a good dancer <laughs> yeah yeah there's that so, so magic mike was up his alley yeah no totally that's fine if he wants to go and get all the soccer moms all hot and bothered at the movie theater then that's great uh, Chad, are you, are you sending some salt from Cody here? <laughs> He's just jealous. Yeah, I'm that's, jealous. That's He's jealous of Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously what I it wish is. my name were as cool and memorable as Channing Tatum. I wonder if that's his real name. I don't know. Hmm. We should look it up. We're not going to do that right now because that's boring to listen to. <laughs> Excuse me while I Wikipedia this. <laughs> now uh, I'm actually curious. <laughs> don't worry. So let's go. <laughs> what other ga- film news is there? That's all I, I think I that's actually his name. Okay. So let's move into what you've been playing. Okay, wait. Wait, he, wait. But he's 37. I had no idea. Oh, wow. Jesus. He's old. Yeah. That's not old. That's older. That's, that's older than me, but not it's by much. Up there. Like, he's getting to that point where he's going to, like, wake up and everything hurts. I can. I, that it's means not. that there's still hope for me with those abs. that good by that, <laughs> by that age. With, with those abs, the, it'll always feel good, Woody. <laughs> that <laughs> that's is the true. gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he's um that's his actual name channing matthew tatum it's a cool name he's he, from alabama the only thing he could have done is acted with that name you cannot be like i'm your guidance counselor channing matthew tatum also if you want to have a good time you should see some of the pictures they have of him up on wikipedia they're like the not good pictures. also apparently he uh actually used to be a stripper <laughs> yep I didn't know that. Oh, that's what where he got the moves. Channing Tatum cast. <laughs> all Channing, all the time. <laughs> Pixels and Tatum. <laughs> I heard we were talking about video games next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. As long as they involve Channing Tatum in some way or another. Jed, you're playing all of the Switch games. I, I, Want to talk about a few sure, of them? Sure, I'll talk about all of the Switch games. Let's see. Uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris came out this week. It's pretty fun. I feel like yeah. it was one of the most, like insanely hyped by like a certain crowd game ever because it's been out in japan forever yeah and then they finally localized it and people were just like for years literally years i think people have been waiting for this game and it's pretty good i wouldn't like kill myself to play it but i it's it's a little pricey for what it is though right 36 i don't know there's there's a pretty long from what i've seen at least i haven't finished it there's a pretty long uh poyo poyo or tetris or Sorry, my words aren't working. There's a pretty long story mode, and there's okay. a lot of content that you can unlock, a lot of skins. Um, okay. So, I mean, it's a pretty full game, and I guess it comes with all the DLC that had originally came out in the oh, original version. Bad, for 30 bucks, it's pretty... It's I, I feel like it's a must-buy, honestly, for Switch, okay. though, because, you know, portable Tetris and Poyo Poyo on the go, two great games in one. No, are they merged together, or is this the Tetris mode and Poyo Poyo? Uh, so there, there's a uh, the way it works is you can choose. Well, there's a couple of different modes. You can choose to play at, uh, Poyo Poyo or Tetris, and then there's a mode where you it swaps like every few seconds. It'll swap between two different screens where you're or two different okay. boards where you're playing each. And well, and when weird. you're going against people, you can also choose to go against people, and they'll be playing Tetris, and you can be playing Poyo Poyo if you choose. And depending on how well you perform, it depends. It uh, decides how many like blocks it drops on their side, or extra blobs it drops on your side. And it's sort of, it's a pretty interesting uh, crossover. It works really well. 
I, I've seen a lot of people, though, have the same experience that I'm having, where it's just like, oh, man, I don't know how to play Poyo Poyo very well. Like, because, you know, not, not many kind of like a match three? Out. Kind of. You have the match four, and, like, uh, they're blobs. Yeah. Two drop at a time, and you can just rotate them. And if you, like, yeah, it's, I, I, yeah. them, then one can fall, like, if it's, it doesn't have anything underneath it. But unlike, I, I used to play the Dreamcast one. Yeah, unlike uh, Tetris, though. Like, Tetris, you're very much like, I want to make stacks of lines, and then I'll just drop one, and I'll clear them all. But you have to kind of, like, break from that mentality when you go to Poyo Poyo, because there you want to like stack them so you have like chains of combos when you do it mm. so it's it's a definitely different than than tetris and i think i think it is it kind of like a fresh. reverse puzzle bobble or some of that uh kinda it's it's eggman's mean bean machine of course that's exactly what yeah it is, yes. that's there what is. i was thinking yeah i mean I that that's i think that game is actually based on poyo poyo or <laughs> i think i actually think it was a uh, reskin poyo poyo yeah, yeah. sure I mean, I think that just like make it sell better in the the West. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Sega property, so yeah, they're both yeah. Sega properties. So that would make that would make sense. Anything I could just else? Be making that uh, up, let's see. I played uh, Kimiko. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced on the Switch. Which okay. I played the Japanese yeah, yeah. version, which it's the it's the same thing. Like it it's it's translated and stuff. I played it like a couple of weeks ago when it came out for five bucks, which it's cheaper if you buy it in Japan because it's four sixty because of money. Well, that's U.S. dollars mm-hmm. for you Canucks, but uh, it comes out tomorrow on the Switch, and it's pretty good for five bucks. It's like a, uh, it's, bad. it's like a top-down Zelda kind of. It's just four short levels with a few puzzles and a boss at the end of each, and three different characters you can play through as that each have different attacks. Um, enemies like respawn a lot, but you have to. They do that like on purpose because otherwise it would be a very short game because. I mean, in general, it's a short game. You can finish it with one character. My first playthrough took me 40 minutes. Okay, that's a quick Yeah, game. but for five bucks, and if you complete it with all three characters, like I did for some reason, because I thought there might be a reward, and there's totally not. <laughs> I mean, for five bucks, it's pretty good. I mean, nice. wh- where else are you going to buy a $5 game at this point, especially on the Switch, other than, yeah. other than like, what, Othello and... Um, Vroom in the Night Sky, which is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> really? I was re- I was actually going to review that game. The reason why... Uh, was it you that reviewed it for us? I reviewed it for Destructoid. I gave it a 1 out of 10. Oh, you 10. reviewed it for Destructoid? I would have given it less I think, I Oh, you know what? I think it was, uh, it was Chris Carter that reviewed it for us then. Someone yeah. reviewed it for us. I was going to, but I got, like, piled up with too much, and I saw the, like... It's, it's a... I think a Chinese company... I wouldn't be surprised. Or they're stationed yeah, out of Hong thing, yeah. Kong. I got like a a, a a email from them, and it was like in the most broken English, and like they were so polite. And then they showed this trailer for a game that looked just <laughs> god awful, and I was like, it I was need so to play this, and and I couldn't. I was really upset that I wasn't able to play that one. I kind of want to play it because it looks like a thing that someone makes in Unity using do- stock Yeah, assets. pretty much. Horrible. It also has the best name you ever. You know what the most screwed the up thing sky. is? I played it, and I 100%ed it. Like, I got <laughs> all the achievements because the last one, it says that it unlocks you being certified as a magical girl, and I don't know why, but I just need it to be certified as a magical girl. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I guess it couldn't have been the worst game ever if you... If you learned that you're a magical girl now, certified. Right. I definitely hate so, it though. When I think hate, I think that <laughs> game. Like you just, wow. you literally just drive around on like a moped as a witch, and there's this broken English constantly spouted from your character. 
for no reason. <laughs> and your only goal is to drive through these giant rings that are just floating in the sky. And the levels take like 40 seconds max, and there's only 10 of them. <laughs> but to like unlock all the bikes and stuff, you just have to grind <laughs> just for hours. Really? <laughs> and I did that because I'm sick. <laughs> yes, clearly. Uh, that is that explains some things, Jed. That explains some things. Uh, Anything uh, otherwise, else? Otherwise, uh, the keeping on the Switch train. I'm playing Tumble Seed right now, which comes out May second. Yeah, okay. um, and if you watch videos, I've seen a lot of people watch trailers for it, and they're like, "I have no idea how this game is played." So you have a seed on the middle of like this long bar that goes all the way across the screen, and you have to use okay. the. Uh, sticks on either side to raise the bar and it makes it roll because it's just like a ball shape and you have to keep going up this mountain that has a bunch of holes that you can fall in and get hurt <laughs> and there's enemies that you have to avoid and some like chase you and you can get different abilities that you can use to like attack them or gain health mm -hmm. or gain uh, crystals which is what you use to plant in plots that are, you can find to do said things to set abilities you have to have those crystals and it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a roguelike. Um, it doesn't really have progression as far as, like, hey, I kept playing and I unlocked, you know, more abilities per se. Uh, but it's like, you have one life, three hearts, you have to get to the top of this mountain. And it's like brutally difficult because it's all skill based. And uh, I've been playing it a lot, and I am apparently the best in the world right now on, on the leaderboards, <laughs> other than two That's devs amazing. who are beating me. And I am probably, I can probably get about halfway up the mountain to just give you an idea of how difficult this game is. That's Dear not God. to say it's bad difficult, it's just uh, definitely skill-based. And it's, So it's the next Dark Souls then? The next no, Dark Souls. I'm right never going to say that. Because <laughs> I hate Dark Souls, because it's too hard. But, uh, so this is easier than Dark Souls. So basically, if you are Dark Souls is too hard, play. I didn't say that this. either. Jed said, "Jed said, box quote Jed better than Dark Souls. Better than Dark Souls. I did. I did more Dark Souls than Dark the Souls. Day. The developers are like messaging me on Twitter, and they're like, uh, so do you like hate our game? Like they haven't really said that, but I feel like they're fishing for it.'" I'm just like, I don't hate your game. I'm just like, I'm trying to finish it by the second. I'm just like, it's so hard. And they're like, if you finish it by the second, it'd be like a world record for our game because no one has like uh, beaten it that quick because it takes like months for people to beat it. Oh and they told God. me that at the very top, there's a boss that you have to fight. And they said that alone will take you like weeks to try to like actually do it. Oh my Which God. I'm just like, I hate you guys. <laughs> it's good, though. The HD Rumble in this, this is the only game with HD Rumble other than 1-2 Switch. And oh, wow. I'm like, it's good. Because you can feel the like the marble or the seed like rolling back and forth. And it does a mm. really good job. And uh, otherwise, I have one more game. I've been playing so much recently. What? Little Nightmares. Okay. Uh, should have my review oh, soon yeah. for that. And it's really good. Probably one of the best horror games I've played. It's both. It's, it really? it's like equally cute and horrifying, and it's like actually scary. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's kind of like the hot topic right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've seen more people talking about Outlast, Outlast 2, which I only played a little bit of and didn't really like. But uh, yeah, our review just went up for that right uh, like uh, today. Yeah, and Little Nightmares though. It's I'm gonna give it a pretty good score. The Xbox One version, yeah. the only. 
The only negatives I have for the Xbox One version I've been playing is the load times are kind of long, which they just released a, a patch, you know, before it came out that reduced them. But still, it takes like a minute to load into the first level. And they dropped the load times between, like, every time I was dying when I was first playing it, it was literally 40 seconds to come back, like, to reload. Whoa. And they got it down to 10 seconds now, which is still not okay, great, but it's manageable, so. It's better, yeah. What game is this? Uh, little uh, this is little, little this is the only stuff I have, is just the load times. Okay. That's, that's, how'd you make it faster? They released an update. Right. Oh, they, new they did yeah. it. <laughs> they did their job. <laughs> Sorry, I, I stepped away from the mic for a second, and I come back, and things are happening. <laughs> but that's it. I have no more games to talk about. The Mr. Crab meme. <laughs> Just, uh, I've been playing a game that uh, it actually started with a conversation that we had a couple weeks ago on the podcast, where we talked about our favorite 3D platformers, and I said, one of mine is Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. And I objectively said, you're wrong. Yeah. So I can come back and confidently say the game has not aged gracefully. Nope. However... It's still the funniest game I've ever played. It's a really fun game. And I really hope that ukulele's success means that we can get more of those 3D platformers. Because there's something... Uh, I don't want to say boring. But I read an article a little while back. I think it was 1UP that did it. I could be wrong about the importance of like having downtime in games. And how like boring parts of games can mm -hmm. actually... like. It's an up and flow, right? Like sometimes uh, the, if you have downtime, it makes the action that much more intense when it picks up. True. Um, and Congress Bad Fur Day actually does that really well. And I think a lot of the 3D platformers did that really well. You know what game doesn't um, do just, it really well? Ukulele, because that's terrible. Is it is it bad? I, you didn't I like don't it? like Ukulele. I, people are very split on it. And as soon as I played it, I was like, ooh, this is going to get really mixed reviews, which it did. So... I, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm hoping that we can see more of it. I haven't had a chance to play ukulele yet, but I read Elias's review and he really liked yeah, he it. Yeah, really, he was one of the ones that really liked it. To me, it just feels like a very clunky, very indie wannabe Banjo-Kazooie, which I guess it kind of is, but it's just like not in a good way. Like I, like I would rather play Poi or some of the other like actual indie 3D platformers that came out that are original than play that. Ooh, um, um, Snake Pass. <laughs> Snake Pass was decent. I give, I yeah. give it a seven for you. you guys. Yeah, you liked it a bit. Like yeah, it. I remember reading the review. I it seems weird. It is weird. Yeah, it it does, definitely it's definitely weird, yeah. hard to uh, grasp at first. Once you once you finally get it past the learning curve, it's 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 all right. I mean, it's I think it's a little I overrated. Think, honestly, I I like that yeah. it's original, but it's a lot of like it's kind of a one trick pony, like you know. After you've done the first yeah. level, it's pretty much just more of the same, which is okay because it's original. I mean, if they brought yeah. out a sequel and it was just more of the same, then that would be a problem. But yeah, very true. I don't know. I, I'm a big. I was a big fan of 3D platformers, but I've quickly fallen off from them as a genre that makes sense anymore. I guess so. I guess for me, it was just that maybe it was just going back in like nostalgia and things like that. And it's one of those games where. I don't have my critic eyes on because mm. I've, I've already experienced it. There's no way I can like criticize it like I do with most games I play now. Uh, yeah. But it, it's a fun – Conker's Bad Fur Day is a, is a really, really uh, – it's a great game, I, um, I especially for when it came out. And and there's – I don't know if we're going to see another game that had such tight comedy writing. Yeah, yeah. Because you see it so often now, and that's, that's a – it's a lost art, like having a, a game that's 
funny that doesn't rely on like what's topical or what's pop culture so many games do that now yeah and and it's yeah and conquer's bad fur day is just straight up funny Mm -hmm. like out of time funny like it's it, it doesn't matter if you played it back in 2000 or or you know 2017 like i'm playing it right now i'm still laughing my ass off with it and it's it's a that's such a good game <laughs> i feel like i played yeah. some other funny game recently but i can't remember what it was i don't know i can't think of any funny games that plays recently. like the telltale stuff sometimes is funny but most of the time it's yeah. not i can't tell you the last time i've actually like outside of conquer well i mean conquer's bad for days and most recent one that i've played but like i can't actually think of a game that's made me off the top of my head, aside from Congress Map for this, it made me like laugh out loud from that's its fair. ridiculousness. Anything else, Cody? No, okay. I think that's it. I, I think... like what I beat Persona. Well, there you go. 118 now, hours in. So you're gonna start it over again? So we have already done 15 weeks of playing of uh, hearing about Persona. I already did that. I'm also playing. Uh, I went back to play some Persona Four. Oh I, yeah, I haven't played that in a while. So I wanted Is to that see P4 going. Yeah, P4 Gold on the Vita. Nice. That's still, that's still a good game. Are I you mean, gonna go back and play like some some like digital demon saga or anything no, like that no, no. i'm not I, I think i'm gonna go as far as back as i've done already and <laughs> say that's about it because um I, although i love the persona series i'm ready to play something else that's fair and, it's uh, a lot of the same stuff <laughs> i mean no they're different characters cody different i'm sorry I, it's a different story i'm yeah, sorry completely different game i mean the mega 10 series has been pretty much the same thing for yeah, yeah. a decade now uh, so it's that not it? bad that's fine but yeah that's that's about it okay i think for now we will sign off thanks for listening everyone for more content like this don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com you can check us out on youtube at cgmagonline we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash comic gaming magazine we're on twitter at cgmagonline you can follow me on twitter at cody underscore orm and brendan it'd be fry 26 and jet at jet zero five all the places yep and you can check out jed's review of Snake Pass and Little Nightmares. Oh God, Little Nightmares. Yeah, and like everything, pretty much that he's talked about. I think. Yeah, there's a review of it somewhere. Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap. That one. Oh, Oh, that that was a neat little game. That is. I'm glad that game. Me too. I never played the original, and this new uh, this new coat of paint made me made it actually playable because I couldn't. And with such a small team, it's stunning for that small team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And yeah, you can just like comment subscribe if you leave a smash little, like, that like here. button yeah if there if, if if you're watching watching if you're listening to this on itunes if you could leave a little rating and a little little uh review for only us, if it's that, a that five great if it's not a five we'll hunt you down yeah if you're if you're gonna criticize me at all i will find you 9.0 or nothing i'm not joking <laughs> yeah i i will not accept anything that's lower than a 9.0 actual comment on a persona 5 review that got an 8.5 anyway thanks for listening everyone we'll check you next week bye